0: Welcome to the Lisa Wexler show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind the wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite
2: Care Patrol of Connecticut and New York is your number one partner for securing safe senior living options and navigating the senior care continuum. Their services are at no cost to you, and they guide you through the entire process. Visit www.carepatrolct.com for details.
0: Well, this is a little unusual for us. I'm so delighted to actually introduce as a guest somebody who has been part of the Lisa Wexler Show this year as an intern from the Winston Prep School, one of our cherished longtime sponsors. Jay Babina is a junior. And he goes to Winston Prep, and uh, he has been helping us out. He's been screening calls. If you're a caller, you might recognize his very nice voice. And he's been learning all about show prep and, and what to do and how we sift and decide on stories here on the show. And lo and behold, Jay Babina was the star of his own front page story in the Norwalk Hour not too long ago for his devotion to a collection of electronics, some of them that are a little bit archival, that are in a way from our own past, as we can see the evolution from what we used to use to what we use right now. Jay Babina, hello and welcome as a guest on the Lisa Wexler Show today. Hi. Hi. What a pleasure to have you. Yeah. So I have to ask you something, Jay. Before we get into your collection, how did the newspapers, how did everybody find out about the collection?
2: Well, um, in Westport, there's a news blog called Zero Six Eight Eight Zero. Oh
0: yeah, and, Dan Wook. Yeah,
2: Dan Woog does it. And for a while, we've been wanting to contact him about my collection, and we did finally. And he said, "Oh, that's great! I'm going to do a story on it." And he did the story on it. And then, um, uh, and then Connecticut Post and Connecticut Post saw it, and they said, "Oh, we want to do a story too." So then they did a story, and it got the same story got into the New Hour,
0: right? Because Hearst Publications is yeah. the Connecticut Post and the Hour mm-hmm. and everything else. Well, they really ran with it. I mean, it got beautiful, beautiful picture, yeah. everything. So, tell us about this collection. What does this collection consist of?
2: Um, I mean, it's not just electronics; it's technology in general. Okay. So, like, I have some, like, you know, low tech, you know, toys, and but it's it's mostly electronics.
0: And what made you? Want to collect these things?
2: Well, um, my family, well, like I have a lot. My, a lot of my family history is in technology. Like my great grandpa was um, was w- helped develop radar for in World War II for uh, at GE in Bridgeport, and um, my grandparents started radio station WMNR. And that's very cool. Yeah, and my dad is always was always doing computer stuff like programming and he does online businesses so i guess it, it it's like runs in the family it runs
0: in the family and how old were you when you started collecting these things
2: um well when i started collecting i was almost 13 but i didn't start the museum until i was like 14
0: right so you call it a museum now why do yeah. you call it a museum
2: well I have I call it a museum because I set it up in my attic. Like put the a mic
0: museum. a little closer to your mouth. I set so, it up in,
2: in the attic like a museum. Oh, uh, it's, it's the shelves. There's I put like signs up on the wall that tell about everything and talk about it. So when people go up. They can read about everything. And it's like learning like they're in a museum.
0: So that's very cool. So tell me, if I were to go up to your attic right now, what? give me an idea of about three things that I would see. Give me an example of three things I would see.
2: Um, computers, video game systems, and radios.
0: Okay, so let's start with computers. I remember my first computer was a compact two eighty six. We're chatting with Jay Babina of Westport. Do you have a compact two eighty six anywhere there?
2: No, I don't. <laughs> but I have I have a lot of other computers there. I have a Commodore sixty four, you know, the original Mac. The original Mac. Yeah, iMac. Uh, I'm old I'm enough old to one.
0: remember when all of these products actually were first introduced. And you have the i everything. Do you have the iPod? Uh,
2: yes, I have. I have. I have an iPhone, I have an iPod, I have an iMac and I, you know, a Macintosh and so.
0: Wow. And Gateway was one of the first computer systems that sold widely to people. Gateway, Compaq, Dell, a mm-hmm. lot of Dells. Do you have a bunch of those computers uh, too?
2: I think I don't have any Gateways. I I, I have a Compaq, but it's like um like a more of like a little mini PC, like a handheld PC. Uh I don't have any big like full on portable compacts but I mean I'm looking to get one of those.
0: You know one of the most existentially important devices was the Blackberry mm-hmm. and that seems to have gone the way of the dinosaur. Do you have a Blackberry?
2: I have I have them I have one of those Blackberry smartphones when they became popular with the little wheel,
0: the mm, little scroll wheel I and remember I also those. have
2: um, An earlier BlackBerry model would, that just had buttons, like, just the buttons. So, so
0: you, do, you do computers. We're chatting with Jay Babine of Westport about his technology collection at 203-333-9422. And you have, you said, uh, computer gaming systems. You mean like Atari?
2: Yeah, Atari, Nintendo, you know, Sega. Super Mario? Yeah, I have <laughs> Super Mario, yeah.
0: I mean, I, I you know, my, I'm 62, Jay, when I went to high school, Mm -hmm. when I went to high school, it was the first computer. In other words, it was literally the first computer. It wasn't a private personal computer. Mm -hmm. It was the first big computers. And I went to high school and my friends were the computer geeks. Mm -hmm. And so they would go to the high school computer, a huge mainframe, and they would basically program it. And, And everyone let them do it because the teachers didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. So it would be the kids that would do it, and one of my dearest friends, Peter Mandel, went on to become one of the first IBM programmers, and all the rest of them were geniuses. They all went to different places. One went into robotics. They all went into different things. Mm-hmm. But I can remember very well the introduction. It's almost like your tech museum, to some extent, is a parallel of my life because I can see it from the beginning to when yeah, it was. It
2: seems like a. It seems like that's what it is for a lot of people too. It's like because I know. We have friends and family up there. A lot of them are like, oh, I remember this. I remember this. This is like what I had when I was a kid. And it's it just brings back memories for everyone. It I really like do does.
0: That. I mean, I remember people playing with the Atari, which was in black and white. It was a ping pong ball on the screen.
2: Yeah, that's the Pong, yeah. <laughs>
0: that's Pong. Okay, there it is. So, and then the third element that you said that you collect are radios. Now, that goes back before my time. That's really cool. And radios were very beautiful then. Yeah. Do you have some beautiful radios? Oh, yeah. So,
2: my. Grandpa recently gave me a—it's a, called a um radio, and it's a pre-war radio from 1937. And it's actually the exact radio that my family listened to the news of Pearl Harbor on in 1941. So it's a family heirloom. That's very cool.
0: And what are you—I mean, you are how old? Uh, 17. You're 17. And you're accumulating this, and you're creating this museum, and you're learning about it as you mm-hmm. go— so tell me about your relationship to all of these objects. What does it bring up in you?
2: Um, it, it just, I just love having it. Just everything in my museum is special to me because you know people are like, oh, you should sell it. It's worth all this money, you know. But I'm like, no, I it's I like it. It means something to me, and and I and I just I'm happy of what I've done with it and how I made the museum and I've showcased it all.
0: Do you want to keep collecting? Yeah, you do. Yeah. And do you feel like your collection or collecting is a passion in and of itself? Like do you enjoy the going to flea markets or the finding out about stuff, the chase?
2: Yeah, I do it. I do a lot of that, of that with my dad. I, we go to a lot of flea markets and tag sales and estate sales because we, we have like the app where you look for all the estate sales and they show the pictures. I'm always looking through all the pictures seeing if there's anything good. Um, you know, flea market, we go up to the Elephant's Trunk in New Milford all the time to uh, see what there is there. We we found some good stuff at the Elephant's Trunk, too, so.
1: Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello,
2: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss.
0: Is this the equipment that you collect? Does it have to be equipment that could work today if it was properly plugged in?
2: It doesn't have to work. For the computers, I prefer working. If I can't get it working... And it's a good deal, not a big deal. But it, I prefer to get stuff that's working, but, you know, that's not everything. You can't get everything working, so.
0: Do you feel, we're chatting with Jay Babina, do you feel when you look at this that you can draw a larger conclusion about the evolution of the technology? What were the designers trying to accomplish over time?
2: Um, yeah, it, it definitely over time technology has gotten more pleasing to the eye especially the computers like if you look at the apple computers back then they were just beige boxes and then in the 90s they started making them all really artistic and colorful and you know so that that definitely shows
0: well that was steve jobs that yeah. was his insistence on beautiful design mm-hmm. and everybody laughed at him and poo-pooed him and made fun of him uh, but he believed in aesthetics.
2: Yeah, and when especially you, especially yeah. when he came back from to Apple in the nineties because he was kicked out in the eighties.
0: Do you think he was right to believe in aesthetics?
2: Yeah, a lot of a lot of the, the a lot of him making aesthetic uh, the, the making the products pleasing to the eye, it, it helped him sell. But there was a couple products that he made pleasing to the eye. that were a little too pleasing to the eye, and they failed. Like which ones? The um well the power the Power Mac G four Cube. It was a cube. It was like it was, it was like an acrylic box, and had it was like clear, and it was just really nice looking. But it was a failed computer. It only sold one hundred and fifty thousand.
0: Interesting. So it wasn't something people could relate to as a technology. Yeah,
2: and I think that you know he was really, he, he Steve Jobs was really excited about this too. Like when he was unveiling, he was like, "Oh, this is the greatest thing ever!" And I guess people didn't want it, so.
0: Do you feel as a collector that you are in a better position to spot trends that are happening in these technologies? Um. Like, for example, Apple just came out with its version of virtual reality. Mm -hmm. And I've been reading about it. It's $3,500. And the person that I read that reviewed it said that it was by far the best one of VR. But it's still $3,500. Do you think that a lot of us are going to be relying on VR at some point, that that will be in your museum too? Uh,
2: Maybe. I don't really focus on stuff after like 2012. Okay. So like, you know, I kind of draw a line at 2012 and I don't really pay attention to a lot of newer technology. But yeah, VR could be a big part of our lives soon.
0: I think that people are going to be really interested. We're chatting with Jay Babina in the history of technology because Mm -hmm. we are so reliant on our technology. I mean, before I had the iPhone, I didn't think I needed an iPhone. Mm-hmm. And now it's hard to imagine a day, an hour without my iPhone. It's like yeah. an appendage.
2: Yeah. A lot of people are, are very hooked on their devices now. And thats I guess that's a problem in some cases. So there's a problem with technology that's uh, evolving. Tell me about that. Well, I guess... I mean, even back in the 80s, when new computers came out, I guess people, when computers came out, people were hooked on their computers. It's just every time something new comes out, it could mean that people are getting a, a new thing to be addicted to.
0: I'm sure you see that a lot among your own generation, right? Mm-hmm but i can't say it's just your generation it's my generation too we may be a little bit less addicted to social media i'm not sure mm-hmm. i'm not sure but we're very addicted to having the information at our fingertips that's what this little device has done for us
2: yeah like my brother is very addicted to his computer <laughs> he's on it all the time and he's uh he, he's he does a lot of he plays minecraft all the time so you know that's he's very you know sometimes on weekends we don't see him at all so He's just very-
0: That's a problem.
2: Yeah. So that's I guess that's a problem with technology these days too, you know especially these, video games.
0: You know, these video games keep track of how many hours you've spent on them. Mm-hmm. And my son, who is into his 30s now, he had that period of time where he was playing a bunch of them, EverQuest, a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. And he looked back and he told me this because he was astounded. If he counted up the hours, it was three years of his life. And it was like, he he even couldn't believe how much of his life he wasted. And he used the word wasted playing video games.
2: Yeah, I, I bet you my brother is going to find that out soon too. <laughs>
0: it's astonishing, right? Mm-hmm.
2: It really is. Well,
0: Jay Babine, it's such a pleasure to talk with you. Do you have a particular piece of equipment, technology, either in the radio sphere or the computer sphere, that you're dying to get your hands on, that if you heard about it tomorrow, you'd have to go there?
2: Um, yeah, there's a couple of things. I'm... I'm, I'm looking for an Apple Lisa, which is naturally it, it's like a, it's like the Mac. Yeah, there you go. It's like the the Mac, but it was like before the Mac. it was it was like a precursor to the Mac, but it was a it was very expensive and it failed. Okay. And so they then they released the Mac. It was cheaper. It was popular. Um, okay, that's and, cool. And nec- you know
0: that Lisa must have been named after Steve Jobs' daughter that he mm-hmm. actually said he was not the father of. Yeah. He yeah, denied paternity. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's go on. Yeah.
2: Um. <laughs> The next, the next cube, which is also an, a Steve Jobs um, product. It it was Steve Jobs when he was left Apple. He made, he started Next, which is another computer company. I remember that. And it was the first computer in the Next uh, line. But I have a Next station, which is like the third computer. But I I need, I, I would like to get like a working original.
0: Okay, so two Apple products, the Lisa. And The Cube. So if you're listening and you've got one of those, Jay, how can people find you?
2: Well, I have my website, uh, westporttechmuseum.com, and you can contact me there. I also, have, on the website, I have a list of stuff that I'm looking for if you want to donate anything on the list. Um, and I also want to say that the website, my museum's not open to the public because mm-hmm. it's in my house. By
0: appointment only, yeah. I would think.
2: Yeah, like friend, it's mostly friends and family. Yep. Um, but... The website is, it's like the same thing as if you were visiting the museum. Oh,
0: that's very cool. I have like
2: pictures of everything and you can go on, you can like read about everything. So it's just, it's like a virtual tour.
0: It sounds like you spend an awful lot of your time doing this. Oh, Yeah. Congratulations yeah, to you, you, Jay Babina. What a pleasure, and thank you for helping us out on the show. Oh, you're welcome. Next week's your last week, right? Yeah. Well, we appreciate you, and we appreciate the people at Winston Prep that loaned you out on Wednesday <laughs> mornings, so thank you very much. Yeah. We'll be right back with more of The Lisa Wexler Show.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well...